Bear Cat Bounce Podcast and Live Nightcap uh, presented by Danco Transmission and Out of Care, as well as Galactic Fried Chicken. I it's, it's a it's a, a a time where we need to all sit down and reminisce the uh, first trip to Fog Allen Fieldhouse for the uh, University of Cincinnati Bearcats in the Big Twelve. A game that uh, I tell you what the the Comeback in the first half, 35-35 at halftime. The uh, fives were high for the Cincinnati faithful. A, a 74-69 final makes it a, uh, a tough ending to what was a, a pretty doggone exciting game uh, outside of tough shooting, outside of turnovers. It was a game where the crowd was involved. It was a Big 12 Big Monday. It was a ESPN on site. It was all eyes on the Cats versus the Kansas Jayhawks. But sadly, it was a game that came up as a loss. Uh, Chad Brendel, Keegan Nixon here as we are live from Kansas on, on site. Three of us in the same house in separate rooms. It's as if you know, mom and dad got mad at us, all went to our rooms, and now we have to talk about the tough game that happened earlier tonight. Guys, I mean – I got to bring you in. I'm going to do a little crossover here as well. A little, a little gentleman. How are we? You know, it's been, uh, it's been an awesome trip to this point. Uh, unfortunately, didn't end with uh, a victory like, like we had all desired. But uh, I mean, that was a really cool place to watch a basketball game. Yeah. So that's what I got. Keegan, how are we, brother? Um, I think all things considered, they put together a really good effort, especially after Kansas gets out to a 19-7 to lead in the first half. Um, when that happens, when you can say that's going to happen, and then you can say they're going to turn the ball over in the first – they're going to turn the ball over 10 times in the first half. Um, I think a lot of people would be expecting to turn the TV off early and just head to bed. And that's what it was looking like for a little bit. But they fought back. They were resilient. They fought back even not being able to make shots. They hit some big threes. Dan Scalings hit a couple big threes in the first half. But um, they played a really tough Kansas team off who was playing off a loss. And in that situation, it's never a recipe for success, especially when you're the newcomer playing against the Blue Blood. But I think you have to be satisfied with the effort tonight. Um, there's some lingering issues that need to be fixed. Um, but I, I think Wes Miller instills confidence in his guys, and it's kind of worked out a lot of the time so far this season. What's Cat, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I'm good. I think let's say let's let's kind of just just touch on some highlights, some some highs before we we dive into the uh, the tough side of, of, of the game. Obviously, the number one high we would have to mention would be the first half of Dan Skillings. His, his performance kind of, you know, on live national TV, ESPN, you know, Jay Billis, Josh Abbey on the call. It, it's going to be a game where a lot of people start to look and say, Dan Skillings Jr., uh, this guy's a sophomore. This guy, is he next? You know, the the – Famous John Rothstein, buy stock now. If you haven't bought stock in Dan Skillings already, you're too late. Uh, second half didn't quite go as as well for Dan. He, he kind of mentioned that in the postgame. Said that, you know, kind of, kind of the flow of things. He forced it a little bit too much in the beginning of the second half, so he decided to kind of just roll through the team the rest of the way. Uh, just your guys' thoughts kind of of Dan and, and the way he's been able to play, especially the past two road games. Well, I mean, give us your stat, Brent. You got the stat. Like Dan's the one guy on the road that that his scoring yeah. and his ability has traveled. Everybody else, yeah. The numbers speak for themselves on that front. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's it's a it's a pretty eye popping number when you look at it. The fact that Dan Scalings, who I you know, I don't think anyone would truly call him a great three point shooter. Um, but he's eight for 14 in the three road games so far in the Big 12. And he, the rest of the team outside of Dan Skilling's on the road in the Big 12. We're talking the win at, at BYU, the close loss at Baylor, and then tonight the loss at Kansas. 
The rest of the team is shooting five for 45, which is 11.1% from beyond the arc. And uh, you're not going to win many games with, with that being the case. Here's the frustrating part, Brent, is I'd feel a lot – I kind of almost feel a lot better about it if, like, you had guys taking bad threes or rush threes or, like, the offense wasn't working. But – and even tonight, guys got clean looks. Guys were open. Guys were in rhythm. And they're just missing. And – some of that, you know, the reality has to set in that this is not going to be a team that shoots 37% from three on the road. Uh, they have shown that to be true uh, with with regularity. But, I mean, it's, you know, you're getting what you want. You're you're running what, you know, you're, you're accomplishing what each set desires. And the ball's not going in. And guess what? When you shoot like that, it's going to be difficult to beat any team in the Big 12. So it has to it, it has to get somewhat better. Like, hell, right now, I'd take 29% from three uh, in these road games because it would probably mean six, nine, 12 more points as bad as they have shot it. I mean... You know, the reality of tonight, Dan Skillings, three of six from three. Day-Day Thomas, 0 of three. John Newman, 0 of one. Vic Locken, 0 of one. Seamus Lukosius, 0 of six. Jizzle James, 0 of one. So, 0 of 12 from everybody not named Dan. And 0 of eight in the second half, it's not good enough. Like, this is... This is what I've been trying to point to people when everybody was hung up on free throws, free throws, free throws. No, the offense has to play better. They have to execute better. They are moving the ball. They are getting layups. They are getting open three-pointers. They are getting rhythm looks inside the structure of the offense, and they're not converting. And until that pendulum swings – and they get back on the right side of that, you're going to be in a fight for your life every game. Every game. Yeah. Keegan? Uh, um, I think kind of what you said about moving the ball well and they're getting open looks, there, it's been a staunch difference compared to what we saw against Xavier and Dayton when a lot of the time the offense was standstill, vanilla, try to get it down to the post, see if something can happen. And I think it's kind of a, a result of Wes knowing who he has and everyone's kind of meshing pretty well and being able to play well together. But it's just like you said, if you can't make shots, if you all mesh well together, um, it's not going to work. Uh, I think it could be a thing where water's going to find its level and some of these good shooters aren't going to shoot this bad for a while. Um, and Cincinnati's just in a tough spot right now in terms of trying to get that to convert. but. CMOS can't go for six. Um, he's here to score the basketball, and he's here to make threes. Um, it's one of the things which Brent continues to keep it up, but C- CJ is missed a lot right now. And I think that he is two or three of those threes. That's all you need from him in some of these big games, and that's the difference. And they're, they're getting open shots, and they're shots that CJ would – probably very easily make but even even if even since cj isn't here there's still shots they can make john showed the ability to make the three cmosh has shown the ability and dan has shown the ability so everyone disappearing except for like one person each game isn't sustainable so they have so much depth but the depth has to show up um going back to dan i had uh old co-worker alec lasley text me and he said skillings is a dog and I said, he's unreal and also one of the most frustrating players I've ever watched because he'll make some awesome acrobatic plays and make big threes. And then he'll just hair on fire, drive into the lane, get the ball knocked down, and Kansas is going the other way. Um, mm-hmm. So he he's a spark plug. I love bringing him off the bench. Um, and then I also love kind of see, reading the flow of the game. Is he going to start the second half or not? I, I could see Wes kind of change 
change it up every now and then. But he, he's been a spark plug. If he can bring it consistently and just be around 10 or 11, I think that would be huge. But like what we've seen, if CMOS is on, Dan's off. If Dan's on, CMOS is off. And I just don't think that's sustainable. Yeah. I, I mean, how, how far away are we from just having people tr- – I guess it's hard to say. Obviously, everyone be on at the same time, but having one one player be off and one player be on, we've kind of seen that's a recipe to lose. Uh, you know, the the Texas game, it was it was CMOS on, that was a loss. At Baylor, it was Dan on, CMOS off, that was a loss. Uh, at Oklahoma, CMOS on, Dan off, that was a loss. Uh, tonight, Dan on, CMOS off, that was a loss. Uh, it it's hard to continue to fathom a, where it's a one-off one-on type situation i i don't know it's it's it, it is probably one of the more tougher things for for west to figure out as well because like you mentioned i a bulk of those shots those threes in the second half especially in the beginning of the second half where kansas turned it over just numerous times in that first segment kind of felt like it was you know the beginning of the oklahoma game from saturday where you know you gotta take advantage of that you know you're tied in the beginning of the second half, Kansas has kind of just given you the ball numerous times. Uh, some unforced errors and then some turnovers that were forced by Cincinnati as well. And you just aren't doing anything on the offensive side to maximize that. I missed open threes, over seven from three in the second half as a whole team. I, you know, it's it's hard to win basketball games at any level in the year 2024 without good or even decent three-point shooting um and uh, you know cj obviously was brought in to be that marksman uh but yeah chat i was gonna say you know how you can overcome some questionable three-point shooting really good two-point shooting and they don't do that right now either yeah some might say they're in a funk offensively not me not me. I wouldn't say that. But some might say that that offensively they're in a little bit of a funk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I hate that word. I absolutely hate that word. But uh, I'm not a fan of that word either. No, not one bit. It, it, you, you know, the main thing also. I'm bad for that reporter, whoever it was. Yeah. Poor kid from Kansas. Wasn't me this time. I want that on the record. It was, the, uh, it was not me this time. He was time. from the Topeka Sun Times, I think. His, his name was uh, was Brad Chundle. Brad uh, Chundle. Pretty, pretty that, crazy. That, that fucking guy causes problems, Brad Chundle. We talked about him Brad last night. Where, where does he get off? I mean. I, <laughs> I, I heard he had big, like, he had big Wi-Fi <laughs> issues at the beginning of the game, too. And he was like. Causing quite the stir on press row. It was like this this Brad Chendel man. He was something else. Yeah, he but, basically uh, hit, hit me upside the head with his computer, mate, asking me to fix it. I was like, I just got here, dude. <laughs> I don't dude, even know you. The, no, the funny thing Chendel. is, I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to Google and be like, what is what is this W A S P or E A P? I'm like trying to Google it, this and, and he's, he's this 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 Brad Chendel says, Brett, stop. Where's Keegan? Where is Keegan? I'm like, I, I'm trying to help you out right now. We are that missing like Barack Shock Jayhawk. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's it just, it, it's frustrating because also you see how, you do see the fight and you see, you know, I'm, I'm kind of to the point where, you know, I, I, I try to be optimistic all the time. But, but the moral win thing, you know, trying to find the silver lining and whatnot. Yes, on the road at the fog, you lose by by this margin with the amount of poor shooting, the amount of turnovers, just really only having one player actually play well offensively. Um, and that was really only for half for the most part. And, and yet you're still within a, a two-score game down the stretch. It's It's pretty unfathomable. And and you do have to take a step back and say, wow, that's that is a sign of a good team. And you listen nationally right now, everyone's loving the Bearcats. You know, they're saying that's a that's the tournament team. That's a team, you know, they're gonna need to win some games, 
don't don't get me wrong, they're gonna need to win some games, but that's the tournament team, which is why us who have been around the team, Chad, you going to practice, Keegan, you there at every single thing. It's just you you see all the things there, but then you're like, okay, well, we can say all these things, but the wins need to start to come. They have to. Yeah, I know you're well, quoting the the Bean Cardi tweet, and I, I loved what he said that Cincinnati went in there knowing that they could win that game. And I think that is a very, very rare trait in college basketball. Because I covered a team that went to Allen Fieldhouse last year, and they they went in thinking they didn't have a chance. So that fact right there, that Cincinnati knew that they could win that game, is big for this team's confidence going forward. And I think it's why they've been in so many of these games as a newcomer that they some could say they shouldn't be in. Uh, against these veteran Big 12 teams. Here's the impressive thing. To, like, it, it, equally, equal parts impressive and equal parts frustrating, Keegan. Um, there just seems to always be this point in the second half where they're down seven, eight, nine points. Like, it feels like it happens, like, right around that 12-minute mark of every second half uh, recently, and then they 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 find a way to kind of claw and scratch and like make it a game and 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 keep things interesting all the way down to the wire. But I mean, if you can just eliminate that little stretch and play even in that little stretch, you're in a much better position to. Some would say fight to the finish. I appreciate that they never give in, but like you're you're putting you're putting yourself in a re. Is it technical? Did I get a technical? Or did you get a timeout? Oh, call a timeout. Twelve seconds left. Down seven. <laughs> they got a chance. Never give in. Work on work on your your out of bounds. Your sideline out of bounds play. I mean, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, they just like, that's one of those things that I continue, especially the past three or four games that I continue to notice is just like middle of the second half. They continue to find themselves in this hole. They do a phenomenal job digging out of it, but you know, it'd be great. It'd be great if you could avoid the scoring droughts that continue to find yourself in these holes, because I don't care how good your defense is at this level. Teams are going to score points. Like you're, you're not going to have a bunch of situations where, you know, you're constantly uh, looking at the ability to go four minutes without a, a field goal and hope that the other team makes one field goal in that stretch. Like the math doesn't math and, and they continue to find themselves in this, this deficit that, you know, it's admirable that they fight their way out of it. I just would feel a lot better about how things are playing out if they didn't continuously, you know, have West call a timeout with nine minutes left in the, in the game and you're down seven or eight or nine or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think the, that's exactly where the shooting comes in because it's not that hard to get a 4-0 run. Like, you're expected to get 4-0 runs. It's what UC did today multiple times, like what you said, to claw back in and make it close. Then you have to hit a 3 and make it a 7-0 run. Or like what Kansas did at the beginning of the game, go on a run to take a 10-2 lead. And that's what we haven't seen from this team lately, which is why all these games have been so tough, especially against Oklahoma. I, I don't – go ahead. We are seeing those those seven zero runs. It's just that they're down nine when it happens. Like a seven zero run see. is, is it... but they got back in the game. Being my point, like you know what I'm saying. Like when they yeah. do hit the the little little burst, like okay, but you're down nine at that point. Like you went on yeah. a, a nine to two run down nine. Now you're still down two, and then the other team makes a three. And guess what? You did all that fighting, and now they're back up five. Yes. Yeah, Kansas went up. Yeah, Kansas went up by five 
with 1326 left. It was within three before that. And then the rest of the game, Cincinnati got it to within four once. But they had never been able to put anything together to try to cut it to two. So after after the 1442 mark, or after the, the 1326 mark, it was a four or five point game. And that's when you need a three to cut it to one. <laughs> so that's what's the most frustrating part. It's but I'm just talking basic about it basketball math. At 1442, it was a two-point game. Yeah. KJ Adams makes a layup. Uh McCullough makes a three. It's seven. And Wes has to call a timeout. 1355 left, down seven. And then it goes back and forth. Five, seven, eight, six, eight, seven, six. And like that's that's just that that constant feeling. You know, with 7-11 left, they're down seven. 5-52 left, down seven. Uh, 3-36 left, down eight. 2-58 left, down nine. 2-02 left, down 10. Like, like, you're constantly digging out of a hole. And that's where these offensive droughts are killing them. Because once you're in these games against, especially Kansas, Baylor, uh, Houston, who we'll see twice coming up, against the top of the league. If you get down seven in the second half, it, it's a it's a it's a big hill to climb, brother. Yeah, I because I Dan did it against Baylor in the second half. Yeah. Did it in the first half tonight against Kansas, where he goes on those personal runs. You do need. Some other people chipping in, and yes, you know everyone did chip in here and there. But gosh, I, I mean, we keep harping on just making shots for the perimeter, but I, truly, that is just such a most—it's such an important piece to everything. Um, I I feel like it'll come, and obviously, there's there's a player who's injured right now who who when he comes back, that'll be big. But I I mean, you you look at. Three more made threes is what Kansas had, which is not a crazy, mind-boggling stat, but that's nine points. You lost the game by five. And, yes, everything is different when it comes to the flow of the game and, you know, after a made shot and whatnot, but those things just add up. And it, it like Keegan was saying, it's simple math. We'll give shouts, shouts to Trevor, Chad. You got to pull it up. Shouts to Trevor. Props to you guys for going live so late. Uh, much love from your favorite UC intern. What's going on, Trevor? Thank you, brother. What are you doing up so late, Trevor? That's what I want to know. Jazzed up after that game, man. Transcribing. <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's talk about Paul Gallon real fast. Um, that place is it. It is unique. It is. It's awesome. as advertised. Uh, yeah, it it, it is a, an old school feel, and and I mean that in the best way possible because. It, it's like, you know, their, their fan base, everyone is just kind of in a rhythm together. Everyone's mm-hmm. kind of cheering the same cheers together. Um, they were loud at times for sh- very loud times. Uh, they they went up big, and, and I feel like it kind of, you know, they didn't have to be loud for a while. Uh, since they <laughs> came back, obviously, they got loud again. Uh, the under four, the well, the final media timeout, awesome little, you know, the hum song from Wolf of Wall Street get you going, get the crowd going, get the, get the Rob Riggle. Going. Let's go, Rob Riggle. Yeah, Rob Riggle. Shout. <laughs> I never knew people got that excited about Rob Riggle. I, I tell you what, 21 Jump Street is one of the funniest movies out there that gets no love. I Rob like Riggle. Rob Riggle. I just I, I was unaware that Rob Riggle had the uh the the juice to get people that worked up. That's all. I mean, when he's like putting Jonah Hill's tongue back in his mouth. Sir, I was unaware of your ability. Congratulations. I like, I, I'm unaware of your ability on Rob Riggle's name. Uh, I was unaware that you had those powers, Rob Riggle. Well, there was no Pat Mahomes or Travis Kelsey, so they had to get someone up. I mean, no, no, they had an entire produced segment on the video board. With yeah. Rob Riggle, they somebody in a creative meeting 
in the Kansas Athletic Department said, you know what? You know what we need at the under four timeout? We need Rob Riggle to blow the, the, the Kansas fan mother. It'd be like if we got Nick Lachey to do a little, little something, <laughs> something for us. Great. Chad's already brought that up. <laughs> you know? King was like, Don't get, if Rob Riggle did this for UC, you would be fired up. And I was like, if Nick Lachey did this, I would be like, it's Nick Lachey. <laughs> hey, man. It would be the hardest thing he'd ever have to do, right? Please, please tell me that's the 98 degrees song. Please tell me it's a 98 degrees song. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not, but uh, <laughs> see you later, Chad. Uh, but yeah, it, you know they had a uh, <laughs> they had they had like a an intro kind of video that seems like they've probably been playing it since like the late nineties with like Star Wars and the Looney Tunes and like all that. Like it, it just was very nostalgic. Um, obviously, a lot of a lot of things have happened in those Howard halls. And I mean, you're playing against one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, uh, and and Bill Self had nothing but nice things to say about Cincinnati. Obviously, unless you get a coach really angry, and you know they're over on the West Coast, it's going to mostly be nice things to say about the opponent. Or but, if you do uh, a horns down, <laughs> yeah. Or if you do a horns down, yes, yes. Especially if you're a, a directional school out of Florida heading to that uh, school in Texas for the first time, but. Um, it, it, it just seems as if they've, they've got everything rolling. And when you win as much as they do, kind of get that kind of culty kind of just like vibes. And, and that's what it felt like. It felt awesome. It was. A, I, they only did. They only did the rock chalk thing like once or twice. I wanted more of that. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I think. I think they do it when, when probably it's a very close game and down the stretch. I, I don't know. It was, let's be honest, it was a pretty ugly game. But, you know, it was it, it was one I mean, way. I just remember, I remember playing NCAA college basketball. Yeah. And like, that was like, the you just hear it like, rock, chalk, like I was, I was, I wanted more of the rock chalk. Uh, we got it a couple times. But I, I didn't think we got the the full complement of uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk KU. Right. Yeah, I think it was it was there. But it was loud. It was there, that place is the 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 noise has nowhere to go in that field house. They here's what I'll give them credit for: they efficiently use every inch of space in that place. Yep. And it is loud when they get loud it, in there. It's so so Fifth Third Arena is is obviously it's state of the art. It is, and and you know a a high high league when it comes to just that that modernized, beautiful, aesthetically pleasing, just you know updated, renovated arenas. When when it comes to this, I it, you know it's it's refreshing to have, and, and I love when the Fifth Third has the DJs and and, and whatnot, but. But here, there's not much music pumping in. It's a lot of band music. It's a lot of, you know, just just kind of self-made sounds. And uh, you know, it's 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 big time college basketball is is what it is. And I I brought up Bill Self, and I want to mention something that he said in his presser was, and and we've heard it. Scott Drew said it. Jamie Dixon said it. They it's the fact that they've mentioned over and over again that Cincinnati is one of the best rebounding teams in the country. Um, Obviously, a, a couple of tough games recently on the rebounding side of things, you know, against Oklahoma, uh, TCU also out rebounded the Bearcats, but a 40 to 29 advantage, advantage on the boards. Now, the Jayhawks aren't going to be a world beater when it comes to rebounding. But when you have that and you have defense, that are two things that you can kind of hang your hat on, you're going to hang in a lot of games. We, we watched that for 26 straight years. And, and Cincinnati basketball. So um, that's another positive thing that you can kind of really gather from tonight's game. Yeah, it masks so many deficiencies because they won 21 to 12 on the boards in the first half and they had 10 turnovers and they went in tied. So that's a yeah. massive reason why they were able to be in the game at half and have a chance. They took the lead and then you have a chance to take the lead more in the second half and eventually lead to a win. Uh, but it was a 19 to 17 differential in the second half. Kansas is kind of 
able to put a dent in it. But this is this team's identity, and I think that's been formed now. Um, they've lost on the boards twice, and it was to TCU and to Oklahoma. Um, and it's like you just said, you have a chance to win if you control the boards. So they have to control the boards first and then go from there. Wait, Keegan, you're telling me the identity of the Cincinnati Bearcats is defense and rebounding? I said rebounding specifically. Specifically I know, but, rebounding. But also defense. They have been really, really yeah. good defensively through six Big 12 games against six top 25 teams. And I'll ask this being this is my first four year watching um, since I went to IU and went to Danville and played baseball and couldn't really watch. Has this been a defensive team the past two years? Like, is that is that what they've hung their they, head on? They got better last year as the season went on. Um, but they didn't really have the horses. Like, Dave DeJulius. Dave played his ass off to, to be to max out defensively, but he's nowhere close. When you watch Day Day, like how hard Day Day works to deny ball screens and to ice ball screens and to, and to keep yeah. point guards from getting where they want to go on the floor. Um, Turned over Dewan Harris five times. That's that's yeah. a that's a feat. That's tough to do. That's a, that's a national championship winning point guard. Turned him over five times. He had eight assists, but he turned him over five times. Yeah, yeah. and I want to give I want to give flowers to Day Day because I mean everyone is ready to ship him back to JUCO, and he, he had one turnover <laughs> tonight, and he's been a key piece. Not for, everyone. Not every, oh yeah, Care, yeah. Careful with I, your semantics. <laughs> here, here, late on Colonial <laughs> Drive. Be careful with your semantics. But uh, Chad, Chad was a, a day day. Chad vouched for day day. I understood why day day was starting. Chad knew why he was starting and that he should be starting down the road. Um, but he has just, he surprised me with how he's been able to bounce back. And that's n- nothing but confidence and maturity. And I think yeah. what Wes said after the game, just saying they have the right guys, he's not surprising they're good. He's not surprising they're struggled. He's he's going with it. He draft. definitely doesn't think anyone is in a funk. No. Yeah. No. You know, Keegan, I'm going to bring back. Him. Right. I'm going to bring back your your original question. Like like last year as well, you had like secondary defenders like you know Jeremiah Davenport gave his heart to to you know UC. Definitely was a was. One to get everyone hyped up and things, but but he had a lot of lapses defensively. Um, yeah, you kind of had those secondary defenders that were, you know, kind of they 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 tried hard, but they certainly weren't the John Newmans of the world, not the Josh Reeds who who played extremely physical in the first half, and I I think that kind of led to putting Kevin McCuller in a, a in a bit of a funk. He was finished what five of seventeen or. Five of fourteen from the field. It, it, it was yeah, five of seventeen shooting was Kevin McCuller. Uh, that's that's throwing a player off. Sure, he finished with twenty points. A lot of that's coming from the free throw line, but that that's throwing a player off that normally just has a good pulse and a good feel for the game. And and then you add in the shot blocking ability of his of his ease or just the ability to scare people going into the post and. I, this is definitely a whole different level of defense compared to last year. That, of course, two years ago was just a hodgepodge thrown together, you know, team where they they had pieces, but it was never never fully meshed the way that uh, things were were hoped to. But this is definitely a it, they're they're nineteenth in defensive efficiency in the country. They're they just really held Kansas to a scenario where you should beat them. You should beat Kansas. Shall, you, shall we? Shall we talk about Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson tonight? Yeah, I was about to say you. You hold Hunter Dickinson to zero. Let's get him on the show. For the most part, he'll come on the show. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> he'll, he'll come on. Yeah, probably. Let me text my connections. See, <laughs> see if we can get him on. No. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you're. you're 
throwing Hunter Dickinson off his game. You're throwing. It was it was a it was a game where obviously you make some shots. You you have to make shots to win a tough game on the road. Have to at least have a. That's the most mind boggling and honestly the most frustrating part of it for me is that you did so much right. You 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 fought your ass off and still just because you missed some shots, it, it was. You know, that's why you couldn't get over that hump and pulling in a win. So, it's I mean, just, how about McCuller? He gets 20, yeah. but it takes him 17 shots. He was five of 17 from the floor. Like they made him. You know what? Work. That's that's so good to say that that you repeat. I, I'm that's such a good stat that you had to repeat it. I like it. I like it. I mean, nine of 24. From the floor combined for McCuller and Dickinson. Yeah. Nine of 24. Yeah. Like defensively, you did your job. Like, look, if somebody else gets hot, if a guy like Furphy goes seven of eight and three of four from three, like, you tip your cap. Like, that kid's really good. He's going to, he's getting exponentially better really fast. Turning into um, dick right in front of our eyes. I mean, they, I, they, they, Bill Self probably gonna have to pull the reins back on him a little bit so that he's back next year and they have a star yeah. because he's he will be a pro. star next year if he's at Kansas again. Yeah. Now nah, he, Furphy showed it all uh, tonight, and, and and the reason why I feel like he was so on was because he had some early opportunities. Uh, you know, it was a failed defensive rebound by Cincinnati. <laughs> Sorry, that led to an offensive rebound and a kick out for Furphy's three. Uh, it was a turnover that led to a fast break opportunity for Furphy. You get five points in the first four minutes, and you're considered like a role player. You're gonna kind of feel. Oh, he was a cherry picking son of a gun, boy. As soon as Kansas yeah. got the ball on a run out, he was at the yep. rim waiting for a layup. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Weak side um, recognition, like. Oh, the ball got turned over over here. Go, go. Red team, go. Red team, go. Lay up. Man. It, you yeah. know, tonight wouldn't sting as much as it does if you you get one of the three of Oklahoma, TC, sorry, Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor. I, like, just that's what makes tonight sting even more because you're, yet again, you're right there. Look. Yes. Here's the right. deal. No, I agree. The past is the past. Yeah. You it's the have past. your two most important games of the season starting Saturday. Because you have a As chance. must win of a game at this point of the season that you can say. Two. Two. Yeah. Two and four in these first six. You were in every game. I think like this was five, so you're still plus two on the season. Uh, you're two and four, and you're plus two. UCF and West Virginia, you have to get to you have to get level. You have to get to four and four. You cannot be three and five coming out of this two game stretch because again, the math stops mathing at that point. Getting six more wins to get to nine. It, it, like you got two more with Houston, you got Texas Tech. Like, you, like it gets really difficult if you don't get it done in these next two games to get to four and four, get to level, and then find a way to go five and five over the last ten. If you've got to go six and four, where, where do the six? Come like it, it just gets hard at that point. It's hard. It's like going to Lubbock. It's hard. Well, I've heard that too many times on this trip. Well, it, it's uh, actually going to come. It, it's going to come to fruition here here very soon. Trip, yeah. trip to Lubbock's coming up. <laughs> I don't. As of right I now, I think you're right, Top G. After UCF and West Virginia, right on. There's a couple that are on like, but five quad one games in a row. You have West Virginia to could have to. West West Virginia could be a quad one. 
depending on what they do, one through seventy-five on the road. I mean, they're I could down under one hundred right now. They're one thirty right now, or one. Yeah, they got a long way to go to be quad one geeks. I wonder who they're playing. Um. Yeah, I don't. It's not a good matchup to try to get your shooting back on track when you're playing UCF. But they're um, they're not good away from home. Defensively, they're still good defensively, but their offense yeah. is dreadful away from home. You have to win that game. You have to win that game. Unless you're playing at Austin, Texas. Um, yeah, I, Keegan, do you agree? I obviously the cliche must wins the cliche this and that, but. I mean, Saturday is that is like, it's it's the most gotta gotta freaking win this because, I mean, you can kind of tell after each each tough loss recently and and you know yet again, I I cannot stress national TV ESPN Jay Billis, John Chomby you you got Seth Greenberg back in the studio hyping up the Bearcats you got all of those things falling in line Cincinnati at one point. What when they were down? I, I think nine, with like six minutes to go, five minutes to go, and then they chipped away at it. That could have easily been a, a chance for Kansas to stretch it out. They they went by fourteen, 14. 14 mm-hmm. to seventeen, and then all of a sudden everyone's talking about Kansas has fixed it. Kansas has has figured out how they're going to be a really good team now. Instead, everyone's still talking about the Bearcats, but you can't start winning and. That's why this Saturday just feels so, so doggone important. Yeah, you can't lose games you're supposed to win. Um, I, I think that's basically where the, the – I think you could lose to UCF even if you had stolen it against Oklahoma because it's such a confidence killer. And you can't have low confidence in, this, in, in the Big 12. Losing to UCF now ruins everything because you're – finishing these games saying, okay, we're in it. We're not supposed to be this good right now. We're playing these teams who are in the big, who have been in the big 12. Um, we've proven we can, we belong. Then you go and lose to UCF at home. And then you're thinking, Oh, maybe, maybe we stole a game against TCU that we weren't supposed to win. And then maybe we stole a game at BYU. Actually, they didn't steal a game. They just kind of kicked BYU's ass a little bit. So that's not relevant. But Keegan, here's the bigger problem. If you don't win Saturday, you've lost three home games. That's insurmountable mm-hmm. in this league. Mm-hmm. If you're, you're going to be five hundred in a row, yeah, which you're is the one and three at home. Yeah, one and three at home would be a nightmare scenario. Especially yeah. because home games. This is the look I get in the rearview mirror from the back seat. Yeah, basically. That's you, terrifying. You want to do everything in your power to avoid quad three and quad four losses. That yeah. a, a West Virginia home loss, a, a UCF home loss, those those slide immediately in Oklahoma State as well. Those immediately slide into the quad three, quad four territory. So it's pinnacle. They got through the first six with a pulse. They're still alive. They're not dead. They didn't go one and five. They didn't go zero and six. It probably should have been three and three. It, it, it even could have been four and two. But they got through with a pulse. Yeah. But you you have to follow it up with wins against West Virginia and Central Florida. You have to. You have to. Could could be one and five if the ball didn't tip off Mike and Peavy's hand there late against TCU. So they were fortunate. Could be five and one. Okay, Scott Satterfield. (laughs) That's that's that's. Oh, dog, dog. That is the rabbit hole we don't want to go down in. Like, (laughs) look at how good our rebounding numbers are. Look at how good our defensive numbers are. Look how good sometimes our bench scoring is. Like, no, we're not. No, I I love, but Terry said it at the radio show, and I love Wes's response because it's the opposite of what we heard all fall. Terry was like, "You know, you're so close to me, five and one, four and two. and then Wes is like, 
we could be one and five right now. So I, I, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, or zero and six. So I'm not going to complain with a, a big win over TCU and say we we need more. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's it, it's um, yeah. To quote Tom Allen. Wow. You can Don't tell how late it is. Are you trying to get kicked out? Are you trying to go to bed? Is that what's happening right now? We're getting a Tom Allen quote at, at 117 local time here in Kansas. It's wow. the most important game because it's the next one. <laughs> That's... Leo, baby. Leo. 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 <laughs> I'm so tired. Right. It, it, we need to, <laughs> we've, we've touched on most everything. Fire Keegan. <laughs> Josh, have you been talking to my daughter? <laughs> uh, I do Brent. I do want to say um I, I wanted to say this earlier when we were talking about the shooting. Wes did say after the game, he said Kansas switches a lot. They're a top yeah. five team in the country. They're a good team, they're gonna be tough to score on. And then Bill Self got to the podium and said yeah, I don't think our three-point defense is great, and I think we got pretty lucky. Um, them not making a three was pretty crucial to us winning that game in the second half. Right. Bill so Self said, kind of... Bill said, Bill Self said, them motherfuckers missed a lot of good-looking threes. That's what Bill literally, Self said. That's literally what he said. <laughs> Just in nicer words. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, they sucked from three, and that's why gonna we're going to have won. Easter spasms the amount of times he clenched seeing every open three go up. Uh, Keys keyword there, Chad. What uh, were you about to say? I was about to say we got gotta we gotta pay a couple bills. So yep. www.galacticfriedchicken.com. Uh, go to the website; they'll deliver to your house pretty much anywhere inside the two seventy five loop. Or go down to Dayton, Kentucky, tell them to pump it up. Save yourself fifteen percent off of the galactic goodness. It is out of this world. And then Brent would say about Danco transmission. Dog, them road's gonna be icy tomorrow. So, if you do skit, skit, skedaddle, and slide a little bit, say you do roll into a curb, say you might clip a little bit of a bush, say, hey, you know what? I need to get myself an oil change. You're gonna head over to Danco Transmission and out of there. Danco Joe will hook you up. Tell them, tell them I sent you. Tell Chad I sent you. Yes, if you slide in into a curb and need an oil change. Okay. All of the above. Down. $10 <laughs> off your next oil change. 10% off your next fixing. Danco Joe will hook you up. He'll get it going. You know what? Mention CJ Frederick. See what happens. Danco Joe will hook you up. And, and we're also going to timestamp the whole show. Timestamp. Brought to you by Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries. They provide a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. And then, you know what might? You know, I'm going to make a, a, a pitch right now, uh, even though he's right. not here. You know what might become part of the Bearcat Journal family coming soon? What's that, that now? Maybe a little new Rift Distillery. We opened the BCJ bottle. All right, now. Of new Rift Distillery. Keegan's soft, so he didn't have any. No, Keegan already um, Keegan finished his already. He's the, he's that he's that hard dude down there now. Yeah, maybe you know potentially like new riffing with Royer, brought to you by New Riff. But I tell you what, the uh, the malted rye, the Bearcat Journal bottle, Brent will tell you, very good. Smooth. That's very good. Sipping. That's smooth sipping. Delicious. All right. All right. It's late as hell. You got to drive across the country. country. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, Nothing else, guys? I got nothing. Keegs? 
Bearcats stay at 33 in Ken Palm. Bearcats cover the spread. Bearcats head to Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Bearcats intimidated. They they dominated on the boards. And now Bearcat Journal is going to celebrate it. Just being together and seeing a team that is great. Seeing a team that's that's heading in the right direction. Seeing a team that's got as much of a must-win as possible coming up this Saturday night. That's right. It's a night game. Head, head, head to Fifth Third Arena. Just run there. Flock there. Keegan, what time's tip-off? 8 p.m., right? 8 p.m.? Yes, 7. 8? Maybe 7. Maybe 7. That's called filibustering. That's called filibustering. 7 p.m. tip. 2 seconds. 6 p.m. tip. 6. It's 7. No, no, it's 7. 6 p.m. tip. Saturday, January 27th. It's 6. I'm looking at 7 p.m. UCF. 6 p.m. You're, you're saying 6 because we're in Kansas right now. Yeah, adjust. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're a dumbass. <laughs> 7 p.m. tip, UCF. Mm. Our, our friends from down in Florida. <laughs> the Knights of Gold coming to Fifth Third Arena. Massive game. Wear white. Bearcats need need all the support, baby. Let's let's get it fired up. But uh, it's been hey, it's been fun, guys. It's it's been a fun trip. Got a long ride home tomorrow. Uh, we've got a full bourbon bottle. We got to find the bottom of. So uh, let's let's this go ahead and, and wrap this up. Shouts to the Dan Shouts to Galactic <laughs> Fried Chicken. Shouts to Quick Paper Supply for all of their timestamps. And of course, as always. Shouts to my guys, my pals, Chad Brendel, Keegan Nickerson, Aaron Smith, Ryan Royer. I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BVP nightcap presented by all of those people that I said right here on BearcatJournal.com. See you. See you. <laughs>